Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Maybe I will. Maybe we're live. And we're live. Maybe it's been two weeks. I know. It feels like forever. Feels like forever. How long? How long? Like forever, you know, like two years since we've podcasted? It does, seriously. Feels like like a a month, honestly. Feels like about a month. Yeah. So... Welcome back, everyone. Sorry, sorry, we missed you last week. Uh, Lance went back to college, yep. and and Al was sick. I was sick. Yeah, I was vom. I, we don't need to get into it, actually. So, anyways, uh, the university invited us back, NDSU. We were both going to speak, um, and then I just came down with something, and I was emailing the professors and everyone. I go. In my head, I don't know what I typed because I was probably delirious, but <laughs> I guess Lance is taking over. I'm not yeah, doing yeah. nothing. Yeah. Um, and so it's good to have a business partner. It is. And here's, here's why. Is, well, number one, we can pinch it for each other, but uh, what I was going to say is every time we go on a trip and it's, if, Alex, if Alex is on the trip, I am, I, my laziness kicks in and I just go. Oh, I don't even have, I don't even, whatever Al says, that's what we're doing. <laughs> just going with the flow, yeah. going with the flow, relaxing. So, so then when Al, I think it was the morning, wasn't it the morning? It was morning. Morning of the day we were going to leave. It's like, ah, it's not, I can't do it. And Al's yeah. all kinds of sick or whatever. And I'm like, oh, wow, now I got to figure, now I got to actually know what's going on. Yeah. And I set up, <laughs> so not only were you speaking <laughs> and, and judging a competition, um, I, I, you got to take advantage of, of every minute that you have. So I set up interviews, four or five interviews. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to talk about was more than anything was uh, why if, uh, if if why it's important for you to give back to your alma mater. Uh, if, if you aren't already, I'm sure a lot of people listening are, already do. But, but how it can be a, a, a reciprocal type of um, relationship, right? So we sponsored a studio project for the second year students, uh, second year architecture students at NDSU. And it, it was awesome because uh, it, it kind of unified the whole studio and, and they did these, these really cool projects. And, but then what Alex, what Alex said is what we did is then we lined up. We said we contacted the professors and said, hey, will you put out an email to the listserv? We'd love to interview candidates. We'd love to interview like the best candidates you got or whoever actually want to, wants to interview with us. So all of a sudden we had a... We had like when else could you get to just interview people uh, from the university in a row like that? Five or six of them. I think I interviewed five people. Yep. Throughout the day, and it was just back to back to back to back to back. Super efficient. Much more efficient than you know having people oh. come into the office and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, and then plus you you know the curriculum from the university that you that you went to. So I think you you know you you take pride in what you learned, right? So yep. you're gonna take pride in these people. But then also it's nice because then you get a contrast, meaning like it's one after another, after another, after another. Yeah, yeah, so. absolutely. Yep. And then you can make some some pretty good uh, assessments yep. on, on the fly like that. So that was cool. And then also just to give back. Um, so w- w- Well, and to also go eat at your favorite establishments too. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so jealous. That you missed. That you missed. For literally a decade. I'm not joking. I, I hadn't eaten at this sandwich shop. It's called Grand Junction. If you're ever in the Fargo-Moorhead area or Bismarck or Mandan, apparently they got two there now. I'll keep expanding, Good. my friends. I know. Keep, bring it south. Bring it south. There yeah. is not. There is not a better sandwich shop 
in the United States. I you know what I want to agree. Bold statement, and people, but be, factual statement. The, the Fargo man. Go, sometimes it's context, right? <laughs> and, and one of the contexts, one of the best burgers I had in my life was after I biked like thirty miles when I never really biked longer than you know whatever a kid bikes a mile. Mm-hmm. And I had the best burger in the world in Ireland. Was it the best burger in the world? Probably not. But probably not. This sandwich shop, the way that they heat and toast and put everything together and the seasoning that they use in the cold tundra of Fargo is just and the fries are so warm. Oh, oh I can't I honestly, honestly can't say enough about it. I ate there twice. Oh back to back. I'm a jelly sandwich. Back over to back. Here. And then it was also cool to just go back. And I I, I Alex and I had uh, got got to know our professors on, on a personal level. Uh I think maybe 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 more than than most students do usually, right? Um, I had an interesting connection with with one with one of them where we both had our first children at the same like literally within a month of each other. So we kind of had like a bonding, you know, way of, of we just had a bond going personal bond in in that respect. So I went and had lunch with him. That was the second time I went to Grand Junction. Yep. Same same sandwich, um, but just to catch up with everybody and see what everybody else is doing, um, and then to kind of to kind of walk around like you're kind of a little celebrity for a day. It's hilarious. It yep. really is. Like every single former professor who who you are in good terms with wanted to pull you into pull me into you know or you if you're going to do this into their studio hey just say something literally i'm not joking they would pull Ah. me in and be like say something (laughs) and i would just you didn't tell me that part i know i listened left some of it for the podcast yeah um so what and then and then the one of the cooler parts also was being able to give a lecture and so we didn't have a huge I didn't have a huge audience there but you'd be able to give a lecture that was uh scheduled and everything and then and and to kind of hone it in on and to literally bring them inside the firm again yep. and and try to give them some kind of advice that maybe other practicing architects are aren't, aren't giving them when they when they come so cuz one of the pieces of feedback I got was uh was from the IT guy and he goes like when when does when does another architect ever come into NDSU and they're not just talking about their work but they're trying to give solid business advice, entrepreneurial stuff, tips. He's like that was that was phenomenal, that was amazing. We recorded it but the audio came out so poorly that we were going to make it into a podcast and we just yep. it just was too bad. It, we love your ears too much people. Th- that and then also the you kind of needed the slides to reference it. So, you can't do a podcast that is based on slides. Um, True. What when you got thrown in? Hey, come say something. What what did you say? Because I, I one thing came to my mind right away. Um, but what did you say? Uh, I said, I all the, when when I got thrown into one, I said, um, "Hey, I'm Lance. You know, I I, I was the 2008 McKinsey Award uh, winner, yeah. <laughs> uh, skyscraper winner. Um, I, I believe you. I believe in you guys as NDSU students. Do you have any questions for me as a practicing architect? You yeah. know, and then they would ask me some questions, and then we started the dialogue. So it was more of a Q and A, and oh, awesome. like some of them like that. Um, you know, I mean, I had to introduce myself and what I was doing. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. And then and then. And then they asked me what my favorite one project was. And I was like, oh, Skyscraper was the best and, yeah. know, and all this other stuff. And then we went back and forth. And I'm like, hey, do you guys want to see my thesis? They're like, yeah, we do. So then I presented the thesis really quick. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what else you're supposed to say. Because I already said, by that point, I had already said whatever the heck I needed to say. Yeah. Advice-wise in the lecture. Cool. Well, that um, sounds great. So, so yeah. I like that. Awesome. I, I have a personal connection with someone. Okay. It's Mark LePage. Yeah. <laughs> from Entree Architect. And my personal connection is because I listen to him. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm counting that. <laughs> I talk to him sometimes too. You haven't listened to, I know you haven't. EA210? EA210. Have not. 
And uh, it, if you're listening, everyone go listen to it. Um, it's about the Shret Venture Group. Have you heard of them? I bet you you've heard of them. I've heard of them, yes. Do you know what's unique about them? No, tell me how. So they, uh, they're they a business development group, and we get calls and solicitations from coaches all the time. Business and, coaches. Yep. I and, love them. And, and I, I love that you love them <laughs> because the question you you always ask them is like, have, have you ever, have you done anything? Have you grown a business? Have you, you know, just, just those normal questions where a lot of times they haven't. Really I always been say, I, I always say to them and I, I am nice and cordial. I'm throughout the whole process, but I always yep. say, Hey, uh, definitely interested. Can you point me to examples of business, successful businesses that you have, that you've brought up from the ground up and then possibly sold or whatever, you know, cause yep. I have to assume if you're a business coach now. It was so successful. You can just walk away from that. You sold it. You made a bunch of money. And now you're just now you're just yep. giving back. Yeah, just giving back. What what I love about their business and, and how they run it is that uh, I don't I don't think they ask you for money right away. I actually think they might invest in you. But but listen to this. How they make this is my problem with business coaches is a lot of times like oh yeah I'd sign up you know it's a thousand bucks a month two thousand bucks a month whatever it is and that might be fine and all well and good and and you could get stuff from that. They only take a percentage of your revenue. So think about it this way. And, and, and this is what I thought about. Coach, if you are so good, if you can make me, if you're selling and like, hey, all we have to do is this, 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 and then you're, you'll increase in revenue and, and you know things might be harder in the beginning, but then things will get easier. Then can you stand by your word and then take a cut of that increase? I like that, yep. Because they said, uh, the only way for us, if, if, if Shret Venture Group wants to expand or make more money is to make you more money. I'm like, oh, that's that's probably a really good that's a compelling way that for is a, a business person to sell there yeah uh, i'm not saying i do it or anything but i'm like man that's the first coach that i've heard or whatever they want to call themselves a partner seems like a no-brainer yeah to jump in with those guys just yeah. give it a shot what, what what can you lose yeah right there's no way to lose yeah huh. that's interesting um so anyways uh the other thing that they're doing just a quick shout out is every year they do a business plan uh competition and they give out like at least 5k at the AIA convention, you're invited out. It's big hoopla. Mark has partnered with them. All that due date for that is March 26. If you go to Shret Venture Group, it's cool because on their website, you know, you start to fill in questions that lead you towards a business plan. Oh, that's interesting. And it yeah. doesn't like any kind of business. This is just any business. No architecture. Oh, it is architecture. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. So read through that. I'll put a link in the show notes. Shret Venture Group. Um, if you Google that, you're gonna in architecture, you're gonna find it anyways. So. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, so I want to give a book recommendation. Okay. Uh, I, I quit podcast. Is it for By a Jocko? week? For a week? Nope. Jocko doesn't hold a candle to this man. That's not true. Absolutely 100%. He doesn't. Jock- there's not even. You couldn't. There's no comparison. <laughs> there's absolute comparison. <laughs> well, tell us then. What's the comparison? That How far are you through the book I'm going to talk, P- talk about? Peterson's theory is executed in Jocko's daily discipline. Is it really? Absolutely. Have you listened to Jordan Peterson on, on Jocko's podcast? No, no. When was this? Was this recently? Yeah. In pushing for his book? Yeah. So, no. so Jocko was saying, well, wow, so interesting. maybe that's the only uh, episode of the Jocko I can handle because it doesn't scare me. Exactly. And it, <laughs> I don't even want to tell you about some of the scary stuff. That's very, I don't want to know about Jason, it. We I were don't want to know about hour it. hour away from the office. On the way back, I'm telling you like, he listened to this craziness. <laughs> okay. But um, 
what was great is it was a, a contradiction between Jocko saying because Jocko's experience is just real life war and all that stuff. So he's like literally war, <laughs> literally. God. <laughs> so he's like, okay, this is I'm doing a job. This is how I think about it. This and then I came and then this principle and then Jordan's like, yes, the allegory to the you know like the root cause of this. So it was the academic backup to like the solid principles that because you can get knowledge through experience you can get knowledge through reading you can get it through a combination of both you can get through whatever so it was just like this culmination of this like ne- this nexus cool. and then and then peterson would right, s- say something and then jocko would be like oh yeah when we were whatever jocko was doing that's so true jordan you know so, so this amazing book is called uh, jordan peterson's uh, 12 rules for life and I cannot recommend it enough. It, it is a phenomenal book. I'm listening to it on an Audible, and that's actually I, I'd recommend it more than anything to listen to it on Audible because Jordan Peterson reads it, and Chapter Eight just broke my heart. Like the last the last twelve minutes, I'm not joking. You can just hear going from one sentence to another. His voice cracks, and you can just you're like, oh wow, this this man this man is pouring his heart out. He's just absolutely pouring his heart out into this book, and he's just like <clears throat> every word he's about to cry, and it's um, was it but, about but him for, and his daughter. Nope, it's not about him and his daughter. Mm. It's about it's about it's about this. It's about uh, it, it, it just summed up in, in, in one thing. At, at his very last sentence of that chapter is, "Do what is meaningful, not what is expedient." So he's the whole chapter is him setting up what is meaning. And he's using all of these references, you know, he uses all these biblical references and stuff like that. Um, but, but then he uses real life references, you know, because he talks about when he moved from alchemy to the, to the scientific method. Just phenomenal. There's so many good little quotes. Is that the tell the truth chapter? That's the, that's chapter nine. That's come, that's, that's the one I'm on today. Oh, pursue what is meaningful. Obviously. Pursue what is meaningful. Yeah. Yep. yep. Rule yep. seven. Chapters in rule, rule seven. Every... Uh, it there every single person on earth could benefit for listening to this book. There's some chapters where I'm not sure it's entirely appropriate for kids, not because there's anything lewd or obscene, but like one of the chapters is literally about how to raise kids. I thought about when I was listening to it, I thought about, okay, how do you, <laughs> I don't know how my kids would take that, but for sure the chapter about the Wait. lobsters, I think it's chapter two. Yeah. Where he talks about where he stand ta- up straight, stand up straight. It's literally standing. You know, here's the quote from that chapter that I love was standing up means voluntarily accepting the burden of being just like these one liners where I'm just like, oh, I love have to, I had to stop and just ponder, you know, these sentences for like minutes and that but that chapter in particular, when we go down to when I take my family down for spring break, we're going to listen to that on the whole way down because that's one like the kids will get it. A children will understand these concepts about like, oh, I understand a lobster. I get like that. Or just there's a dominant lobster and there's a non-dominant lobster. And what does that mean? And like why, why it makes sense for me as a, just a, a growing person to stand up for myself, stand up straight, shoulders back, have confidence, talk to people, interact, you know, just and then and, and be that kind of person. And like the more winning you have in your life, the more you, I mean, just it just breeds like success breeds success, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I I cannot recommend the book enough. Awesome. I, everybody should check it out, and and we can't recommend it enough so much that right. uh, we're buying we're buying all of the guys in our firm, um, all of our all of our employees a copy, whether they want a hard copy or a digital copy. That that all went this morning because I think if we're really trying to breed leaders here, and foster leaders here, 
this this kind of the, I'm t- there's I don't I can't think of a like culturally what how big of an effect this guy is going to have on on the world. I mean, maybe I'm just like maybe I, he's just saying all the stuff I've wanted to hear for decades. But Little Jordan. Little Jordan, little right Jordan, here. little Jocko. <laughs> Look at that. There you I go. I like it. Yep. I gotta get. I gotta make a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> what I so you, um. What cha- you, where are you? How far are you into it? Th- uh, I ended uh, three. I'm on. I'm on four. I think. Okay. I think th- I about just a third of the way. Four. Third of the way. Yeah. A little less. Yep. But what's great? You text me and you said, "Hey, I think we should buy books for everyone." And I immediately say, "I just, yes," because when this podcast talking about this podcast and and reading from um arts principles and all that and it's how people should be you know we should cultivate leaders and stuff like that i i think we should have at least one to four books a year where we say and i think it should stem from us because we have the perspective of what will be applicable right it's not that other people can't suggest it and then we'll read it and then decide we're gonna buy it for everyone else but there's learning by experience and there's learning by books. And then there's also just getting everyone on the same page yep. and category and all that. So like I have a couple in contention that I think in a couple months after Jordan, then like, Oh, everyone read this. Okay. Now we know how we're all going to tell a story or, you know, whatever we're going to do. I th- one, I think it'd be fun. We got a two, we got a bunch of readers and mm-hmm. then three, I think it helped the firm. Jan- and four, it just helps the people. So you are just giving and sa- and sac- you know sacrificing a little bit of the firm's income for that you're doing you're following one of the principles right yeah. because that's that's one of my other favorite quotes that he says is he goes what is the difference between the successful and unsuccessful the successful sacrifice so practice sacrifice and sharing until you become an expert at it yeah. I was just like. I'm t- line after line after line. I'm just like, God, it's, it's, I don't know. Like, that's what I'm saying. That that chapter last night, I could just just rip me up in a good way. I was yeah. like, Wow, that that is amazing. How profound. Twelve minutes. This guy just poured himself out, and you could just hear it. And my, I played it for my wife the last two minutes. She, she was like, Oh my God, that that's crazy. She's like, I have to listen to it now because she's reading it. Yeah. And I, I like his voice and I can hear him in my head. So I might listen to it too. I got the next one for you after this one for audio too. And I think you'll like audio. I like it when the authors read it because I don't know. It's just something. Well, better. what I figured out, what I figured out is I have, and I already told you this well to everybody else is I figured out like, I can't sit still. So me sitting down with the book is really difficult. Yeah. I, I, but I can, I have, if I'm doing something physically and then I'm listening, good to go. Yep. Good to go. So I think the next one will be. Even if you, unless you veto it, right? Unless you say, I veto this book. But if you're like, ah, oh, it's just a good book. I think it should be 10X. That's the book I was telling oh, you yeah, about. Oh, yeah, sure. That, because there were so many that we kind of know, but it's reinforced by a guy that's a little bit more successful. And then guess what he was talking about in the last couple chapters was him getting a TV show. And remember how we said, if you want to give a TV show, you got to do everything for them. Yeah. And then he just detailed out how he did everything for them. And just like, gave them a show. And then Hilarious. Just, Literally just, and I was like, oh my God, this is, so it's just a reinforcement and the guy's hilarious. So well, I that, that's, and that's kind of what I need to know is even Jordan, even this, this Jordan Peterson book is, I told my brother last night, I, I, I text him and I was like, right after I got on that chart, you have got it. You gotta, you gotta just stop podcast for a week. You need to just get audible. You need to get this book because it will change your life. And this is coming from a guy who thinks he has his shit together and this is still 
extremely profound. Yep. You know, and this 10 X two is, is, uh, linking with, with what's happening in the firm. So remember, uh, last podcast, which was two weeks ago, like I was striking out, striking out. And then he's spinning around in the circle and then hitting the ball. And then the ball is going for a pop fly. Then someone's catching it. And every single time just not gets discouraged, keeping in contact, keeping in communication with them, like always on top of the ball. And then from the, one of the projects that still will probably come in, you know, two weeks, something like that. But is, is this iffy one where I keep hitting it and then not hitting it and all that. They've a lot of bunting. Yeah. You're, what you're doing is I feel like you're bunting from base to base. Somehow the game rules have changed in this project. And and I go to first base and they throw it to me and I bunt. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Go to second base. Eventually we're getting there. But, um, the contractor, contractor like this, now uh, going to meet with the client, oh, probably get a I, house. And let me give an, let me interject here a little bit. So uh, Al, Al had a meeting with the contractor, and and you know this contractor is like kind of one of those a little bit crotchety, like not so happy with uh, architects, right? Whatever Al did and said in the meeting, I I'm like, oh, you you whatever you did convinced him that like, nope, they're not because they're seeking you for God's sakes. Yep, and then also they um. We aligned on a on a fundamental thing. Like they hate uh, what's it called, coming back um, and doing work. But that's um, revision work. Change orders. Change orders. Not that warranty work. Oh, yeah. Warranty work. They hate the warranty work, and that just aligned with when we're trying to make our drawings and stuff like that. Like, man, we hate change orders. You hate warranty work. We hate change orders. Like, let's do it right. Mm-hmm. And just everything was clicking that way. So we'll give it a try. I, I, I think it's going to work out. He, he's going to give it the old college try. Whoop, whoop. Um, so that's it. So speaking of that, and speaking of improvement, our uh, Nick Reeds, right? Mm-hmm. He had the idea. He wanted to switch sheets, uh, sets, and look at different sets. And I thought that was a great idea. Um, and he, he has really, I actually really like his sets. But I got two ideas from there, from him. Okay. One was on all of our commercial plans, we always do a, um, a, a detail of, of the bathroom layout, right? We do a, a call out, essentially. Yeah. But a lot of times on residential, we don't do it. But I, I was redlining a, a, a sheets, and I want the vanity width. I want to make sure my clearance is between the toilet is right, and then I want to make sure that the shower, because we've been doing more custom showers are right. And then you want the overall width of the walls. I'm like, man, I'm marking up all these dimensions I want there. It's just getting really, really cluttered. So one of our guys colloquially called it, he's making a shitter sheet. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it's called. Okay, yeah, I was wondering why that. This is going to, hopefully iTunes doesn't mark us as E for explicit. Uh, I was wondering, so we we have show notes. (laughs) We have an outline before we do this. Because there's a sequence somewhat. And I saw that word and I was like... Where what is, is what is this going to be? But anyways, and I was talking to one of our guys that's doing our project, and he's laying out the bathroom in elevations. I go, you might as well do an S sheet. Oh, love it. <laughs> and Structural. Then, nope. 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 <laughs> and <S-H>. then <laughs> Jason is doing MRK, and when we talked to them, they said, oh, yeah, give us curb detail, stuff like that. And then Jason chimes up, I'm doing an S sheet too now. Nice. <laughs> so now everyone's doing S sheets. That's a great idea. Yeah, um, we'll have to translate. Well, I will have to translate that for you know all of the stuff we're doing too. I have to catch catch everybody up. That's a great idea. Yeah, and then the next thing this this didn't come from from Nick, but I thought with this new house, um, I'm you know I'm going to put in the site, and bulk planes are an issue. So in Denver, there's this uh, is it thirty five sixty five percent? 
between the you front and the back. Yep, yep. yep. The front of the lot, sixty-five percent of the lot, uh, the coverage and and, and uh, there's rules the, are, are are different than the back thirty-five percent. Yep. That's the idea. So I'm Lance. I'm going to make a flexible, transparent family that has that ratio in it. So you can type the width of the lot and the length of the lot, and then it will be a. a 3D physical box so that you know to just like look at these guys from F9 just, just doing things if you're breaking make, it make, making up making stuff up yeah. it'll show and then I'll probably relate a 3D view that's called the bulk plane view so that when you spin around that's there and it's hidden on the other ones that's awesome man look at you guys very excited I leave for two weeks didn't leave for two weeks we just haven't talked for you two laugh for, <laughs> for like two days I leave for two days <laughs> this is what happens and the S sheets come out good yeah. grief yep very cool which leads into, let's go into Nick Reed's. Already. Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great couple of weeks. A reading. Get to the table. How to win real clients. Explore and listen. Business rarely falls into your lap. You must go out, explore, and find clients. You must generate opportunities and be ready for unanticipated ones. Once you find a prospective client, you must quickly switch gears into deep listening mode. Ask good questions and seek to understand where the client is strong and where they are seeking help. Listen for the smallest cues that could indicate the potential for collaboration. Art Gensler Al, Lance, go Bearcats, Toodles. What are they, what are the, are the Bearcats, what seed are they? I don't even know. They're, well, you know, they're Cincinnati. Yep. He was at a game. I think they won their, their first game. So um, I have them going pretty far in oh. March Madness. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I think they're a, a four seed. Nick, do you know who my favorite Cincinnati player ever is? I bet he can't guess. I bet you can't guess. Kenyon Martin. Kenyon Martin was a phenom in college. And then he was just crazy in in in, in the pros because he was just like what I loved about him is, is this like, late nineties? Early two thousands? <clears throat> late nineties, early two thousands, Kenyon Martin. Yep. 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 But he was awesome because like he was a major blocker. You know, oh. and I and I love I that's like one of the cockiest things you can do in basketball is blocking and then you stare the guy down. I, I used to do it all the time. This guy was a jerk in basketball. That is but anyway, but anyway, so yes, I'm with you, Nick. Go Bearcats. Yep. Uh, so I had a meeting with a, uh, this is a, this is a great topic because I, I want to ask you, there's, there's, there's basically three steps when I go into a meeting and I this is exactly what happened yesterday, right? So I went down to, went down to Lakewood, had a meeting with a client. They're going to do a master suite edition. We do those all the time. So the first thing I do is when I, when I get, when I shake their hand and everything is look for some cue of some kind of personal connection, Right. So the first nice. the, the first cue that I had, and I don't even talk business right away. It's always like, is there some personal cue where I can relate with them? And all of a sudden, now we're people. It's not business. It's not like business person to person. It's person to person. Yeah. And then we'll get into business. We can do that later, right? So they had a, their dog was jumping all over in this cage, and it broke. It had a broken leg. And I was like, oh, 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 that's terrible. I can't even imagine. And then I go, oh, yeah, we, we lost a chicken over when I was gone a couple of weeks. So we lost a chicken to the coyotes. And they go, oh, we have chickens. We have to watch them. And boom, right there. Instant every single time. Yeah. So I think finding some personal connection is huge. And then we get over that, right? You know, yeah. And then they've, you know, all the edge is off and, and the ice has been broken and everything. And then they say, so 
and every, almost every time. So what do we do? What happens then? Like, uh, how, how does this work? And I go, I'm just here to listen. I'm awesome. just here to listen to you guys. And I go, I usually say something to the tune of, I trust homeowners knowing their home better than me. I'm just here to understand. You guys have been living here for you know years on years and years and years. Yeah. You guys know the problems. You guys have. You guys already have good ideas about where you might do the addition. You just need my professional layer on top of it. Um, after after we signed the contract, I said, "So just walk me through what you guys are thinking, and then it's a, you know ten to fifteen minutes, maybe longer, of me just understanding and taking notes." I like the line. I'm 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 here to listen. I don't use that, but I w- w- my philosophy is connect with them. You know, in the beginning, pretty much the same, and then and then ask questions. I go into asking because I want them to talk so that I can pick up on the strains of where I feel like they need help or that I can offer a solution or I can align and connect back with them. And, and, you know, if they're going out on this route of, um, who who knows, uh, talking about details for whatever reason. Okay. Now, now my pitch is talking about details, you know, do you, and do you, when you do your question, so I, I do that, I do it too. So I, I, my questions sort of come after they start to peter off a little bit. You know, they kind of run out of steam of what they're talking about, you know, with their house or what they well, want to do. Well, it's first, like you said, show me. Tell yep. What do you want to do? You know, yep. all that. And they'll normally go off for yep. a while. And, and do you do this? So I leave out two questions I leave out till the end. Because, uh, again, you're, like, it's tricky how you interject. Even though they know I'm here and I'm gonna, we're going to charge them money. Like, yeah. that's going to come out. But... There's a personal, you know, so what I leave out till the end is two questions and I leave a, what's your timeline and what's your budget? Usually budget is the last one because, you know, everybody wants to get the best bang for their buck and stuff like that. But after we've established, you know, sort of this trust that happens maybe over the 15 to 20 minutes of talking, then all of a sudden it's, it's a lot easier. I've found to talk about money. If you start off with money right away, it's just, that's just not the way to go. Yes. And I don't, I can't even think of, I can't come up with a good explanation why I just, Maybe you can, but that just I'm just saying for, that's what it, it it has worked. Like yeah. at the end, that's when you talk about it. What's weird is that I used to, I could always ask about timeline, but in the beginning, I wouldn't want to ask. Not that I mean, like years ago when I started selling, I'd never want to ask for budget because I feel like there was perception that I would link my fees to the budget. Yeah, right. When I don't link my fees to the budget, so and then also. It, now it comes from a place of authenticity where I need to know your budget because I need to know what to design to. I need to know about square foot and all yeah. that stuff. So like, yeah. if anyone is it's struggling linked to for that, authenticity that you just nailed it right there. Maybe yeah. that's what I was looking for. Yep. So, um, I, I think maybe establishing those questions and getting their program and then getting their, you know, okay, this is your dreams or wants. Then we have to talk later about something real to make sure that I can help you and we can make this happen. Where right away, if it, if it's flipped and goes beforehand, then it's, you know, it, that sequence works better the way that you said it. Yep. And then the third thing is, then I say, the third part of the meeting usually is, okay, do you have any questions for me? And then it's time for them to ask me questions. And then I bring out, then we bring out the, the little uh, contract template now that we have all set up and we show them walking through. And all of a sudden, they have a visual cue of how this process is going to work. The The process is demystified for them. And then there's a call to action at the end. And the call to action is, okay, nice to meet you guys. We will see. Uh, I'll try to get you a proposal within 24 hours because that's our own policy. Um, yeah. If it's on a Friday, then I usually say not till Monday because I'm doing weekend stuff. Yep. So, yeah. Awesome. Cool stuff. What do we got next? 
Where I we think at? we have ARE Jeopardy with the guys. Awesome. Yep. Okay. So we'll bring them in. Here we go. All right, here we go. Four questions, two from me, two from Lance. The guys are all in. Number one, in which situation? Oh, I forgot. These questions come from Designer Hacks. Go to Designer Hacks. Uh, it's affordable. The questions are literally spot on. Um, they're one of the best preps that I had, and I love studying by just doing questions. So Designer Hacks, go give them a look um, and, and purchase one of, their, one of their sets of questions, right? Number one. <laughs> In which situation might a developer petition for a variance? This came up in the office. I thought that was one of you, Yana, uh, this week, right? So the build A, the building owner wants to use the building for a different use. B, zoning conditions create undue hardship on the property owner. C, when a fire station is located in close proximity to the building. D, for a single family residence whose unique design would make the building non-compliant with the code. A, B, C, D. In which situation? Hmm. A little remix of that. You guys ready? B, B, B. Everyone is correct. Wow, you guys are on point today. On point today. I feel like... We're going to go exactly the opposite with this next question. This is a typical ARE question. I almost fell asleep <laughs> reading it. I almost just, I almost punched myself out reading this question. Wow. Jocko right? style? Jocko style. Uh, how is an exit defined within the building code? A, the portion of a means of egress system between the termination of an exit and a public way. B, that portion of a means of egress system between the exit access and the exit discharge or public way. Uh, C, any exit component that is separated from other interior spaces of a building or structure by fire-resistant rated construction and opening protectives. D, a door or access point along the path of egress traveled from an occupied room area or space where the path or egress enters an intervening room corridor exit access stairs or exit access ramp no i will not read those again wow just guess good god i don't even know if i comprehended them i'd have to read i can't read out loud and comprehend uh, it at the same time. this is one of those where you're just like okay here's maybe the tip is on a question like this when you guys take the test skip it leave this for the yeah. end leave this for the end yeah okay ready B, C, B. B is the correct answer. Who got it? N2. 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 Sure. There's something. I don't even know. I'm an architect. I have no idea what that question said. That's what they call him. Al the architect. All right. Number three. Which items listed below are renewable sources of energy? Check three that apply. Check three that apply. A, clean coal, B, wind, C, nuclear, nuclear, uh, <laughs> George Bush, uh, number four, hydro, or sorry, uh, D, hydro, E, natural gas, and F, geothermal. I'll read them one more time. A, clean coal, B, wind, C, nuclear, <laughs> D, D, <laughs> 
hydro, E, natural gas, and F, geothermal. Check three that apply. All right, what do you got? So B, D, and F is correct. I don't know what's going on. Oh, B, C, wrong on C. Yeah, so, but, but A, B, C is wrong. C. So, N, N guys yeah. again? Wait, wait, let's see. What did Gresh get? D, D, F. Yep, B, D, and F. I did try. I did say I wanted to uncheck you. <laughs> I'll give you a half point. You still get a, you get a little half point. All right. Look at that by appointment only. That's awesome. Oh, wait. Okay, we have one more. Yeah, yeah. this is on me. Ready? Okay. No, number four. The legal means whereby land use is regulated and controlled by government jurisdictions is called A, building code, B, zoning ordinance, C, land use codes, D, NFPA, or E, ANSI. The legal means whereby land use is regulated and controlled by government jurisdictions is called A, building code, B, zoning ordinance, C, land use codes, D, NFPA, or E A N S I or ANSI. What do we got? What do we got? B B C. Mark Pedler wins for the first time. Champion. Didn't he win last time? No, that was fake. Oh man, he is feeling it today. Yep, he is feeling it today. What now? And now he's king of the office the rest of the day. He gets to pick out where we get to eat. Yep, it's gonna be great. Awesome. Okay, thanks, boys. Okay. All right. I'll do two uh, two shout outs. Uh, check out Eric's 30 by 40 workshop on YouTube because uh, he goes through a, a typical day. I just love how he sets up his work day. Uh, so if you're curious in that, go watch that. And then also, uh, if you're going to start a firm, one of the key areas is how you market and sell. So if you want a framework for that, go to arcmarketing.org forward slash inside podcast that will get you to a webinar that's going to give you a framework that works again it's a-r-c-h marketing.org forward slash inside podcast uh and then is it my turn oh you already yeah. got that good cool uh so thanks for everybody for listening i'm sorry again about last week and we, we missed it but hey we're, we're trying to make it up uh, to you um if you haven't already please leave us a review uh on the itunes if you do leave us a review then email al at akg at f9productions.com and he will send you over a free ebook of the creativity code uh his wonderful work of wonderful work of literature uh follow us on the twitter join the inside the firm podcast uh, facebook group and we'll see you next week